Welcome to JPEG Junkies, guys. This is our first episode. This is Frank White, or OX Frank White, as you may know me on Twitter. And I'm here with his co-host, DJ NFT. Not actually a DJ. I don't know why I did that stupid voice, but um, yeah, this is DJ NFT. I'm not actually a DJ. <laughs> on Twitter and Discord. So I'm excited to you. Uh, to do this, our first one as inaugural pod. How you feel? I feel good. Um, drinking a couple beers, some Mickey Ultras. You know, that's so. If you're listening right now, you're probably related to us. But if you're not, we'll tell you what JPEG Junkies is about and why we started. DJ JPEG Junkies. We are a couple of dudes, <laughs> couple of bros, and we love JPEGs and love NFTs. And we really wanted an outlet to kind of talk about it and shit on people for doing stupid stuff in this space. And, you know, we kind of felt like there was an empty kind of market for podcasts because the ones that I listen to all fucking suck. No offense to <laughs> any other podcasters listening to this. Uh, they're really boring and newsy related. And I, we didn't really fuck with that. So we wanted a more cool, chill, uh, more bro type of vibe. You know, shout out Barstool, sponsor us. <laughs> we're going to be the 4chan of podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. Not 4chan. More like Reddit, probably, I would say. Yeah, I think that sums us up. It's just kind of a... A chiller podcast. We're going to have some fun guests. We've already recorded a couple. You guys are going to know them if you're on crypto Twitter. And if you're not, you're going to learn some cool stuff about NFTs. And we just bring them on to shoot the shit and talk like normal people about this kind of crazy market we're in. I think that's the problem with some of these podcasts is they kind of act like, all oh, this is normal. And it's, it's not. Yeah. You know, a lot of the video ones will pull up, you know, the market and be like, well, today, Ethereum went up 2.5%, but then jumped down 20% right after that. And the effect on the internet, like, no one wants to hear <laughs> that. No one wants to hear you talk like that either. Like, show some emotion where people, come on. So we're here to do that for you guys, hopefully. Uh-oh, you know what time it is? What time is it? I think it's time for the floor report. Let's get into Let's it. Let's dive in. We're recording this on October 6th. ETH price sitting around a comfy... 3600 bitcoin at 55k that's pretty good we're gonna run you through the top collections if your nft collection isn't listed here fuck you delete this podcast you're trash you're poor you don't can't afford this you're garbage this is the pinnacle of art and this list will never change and we are going to start with Bears Deluxe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey Bears Deluxe is great right oh, by the time they hear this it'll be immaculate all right let's dive into it uh, we got CryptoPunk sitting atop the leaderboard at 119 ETH. That's a cool 400K. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Board Ape Yacht Club coming in at 41 ETH. CyberKongs, 13.36 ETH. Cool Cats have cooled off a bit down to 12.2 ETH. That was a good pun. <laughs> Anonymize. The live price is 9.2 ETH. I know it doesn't say that in front of us, DJ, but I checked because I don't believe they're below 9. 9.15. Okay. Oh. Uh, you can tell I'm a bag holder. Uh, me bits, boy, those are ugly fuckers. They're at four and a half ETH. Sup Ducks, 3.38 ETH. Bears Deluxe. Yeah. 2.91 ETH, is that correct? I don't think so. I think it's about 3.2 right now. Um, I w They were sitting about four earlier before uh, Ethereum decided to fucking pump, but I'm going to get into that later. All right, they're at three on the dime. Peaceful Groupies, 1.35 ETH. Winter Bears, 0.85. Vogu. Boy, they're down that bad to 0.39 ETH. They're, I think they're getting close to mint. Animetas, 0.38 ETH. Bastard Punks, 0.299 ETH. 24PX, 0.14 ETH. 
And then for some reason, I have Parallel listed, even though they're not profile pictures. Shout out Parallel one time. Good job, Parallel team. I love your work. What is our next segment? I don't even... The, we're going to go into the rant section. Oh. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is not a planned section. We both naturally came to each other with rants about NFTs this time, but they're... Might be other brands. Yeah, how about you go first? Because I need to calm down a little bit because I'm still <laughs> steaming from my rant topic for today. So how about how about you start us off? Okay, I've, I've got a hot take and I, I tweeted about this. Oh, just as I'm saying this, my dad tweeted me, wish I had bought some more Bitcoin last week. That was an evergreen, evergreen message. <laughs> oh, gotta love, gotta love Bitcoin, right guys? I'm going to get into the rant though. I tweeted about this uh, roadmaps for NFT projects. I don't like them. I don't really think there's a need for a detailed roadmap, especially early on. I think it's just an easy way to set expectations too high and have a bunch of people bitching at you in a Discord. And no matter what you do, if you pivot at all, people are going to be pissed because they thought, oh, this project was this thing and now you're changing it without asking me, the guy who gave you $70. Like, I'm over the roadmaps. I don't buy anything with the roadmaps. I think most of them are scammy. Like, the Board Ape Yacht Club roadmap is good. That's an established brand and those are things they're actually working on, not something they plan on maybe doing if they can hire the right people. That's my rant for the week. Um, DJ, are you ready for your rant? Yeah, I'm ready for my rant. Um... Fuck you, Ethereum. How about that? <laughs> How about that? You know, the crazy thing is, is that back in the good old days of uh, just, you know, trading blue chip crypto coins, you know, Litecoin back in the day. Shout out to Litecoin. Uh, what are you Bitcoin. talking about? Litecoin, blue chip? Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin were like the three things to buy oh, in, oh, 20, back in, the day. in 20, oh, okay. like 18. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm talking about back in the day, right? That was, that was great because ETH went up. You were like, Ethereum went up. I made money. Now, in the <laughs> NFT market, it makes no sense. Ethereum goes up and NFTs go down. Makes no sense, number one. But Smash that subscribe button if this has ever happened to but you. But if Ethereum goes down, NFTs also go down. <laughs> so the only way that NFTs go up is if Ethereum price is stable. That doesn't mimic anything in any market in the world, by the way. And a lot of people will like to say JPEGs are so illiquid. Houses are very illiquid too. But uh, economics says that as the stock market increases, the housing market prices also increase. It's called <laughs> the wealth effect, by the way. If you don't know what that means, it's called the wealth effect. And I actually have another crazy economic term called the credit price effects that says that when the price of real estate goes up, stock market prices also go up. So what the fuck are you doing, Ethereum? Why are you <laughs> fucking up my day? I woke up to a nice, I talked about Bear Deluxe earlier. Bear Deluxe was at four ETH. I set it at eight ETH as my full price to sell mine for. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is easy going to hit because it's been the volume is picking up. Everything's going crazy. I wake up. I see Ethereum's up like 20% and my fucking shit tanks down to 3 ETH. How does that make any sense? So that's, fuck you, Ethereum. That's not a tank, bro, from a 0.01 mint or whatever. Okay, well, we're not talking about what I bought it for. Yeah. How about those people who bought it for thinking that it was going to go to 5 overnight and now mm. they're, they're down 1 ETH, you know? Like, that sucks. But I am. Don't they worry. Gave, they gave me ETH. I have, I have Deluxe hands. Bear Deluxe fam, if you're if you're listening to this, I love Bear Deluxe. So I am going to hold on to my sweet bear to get my sweet honey. And that sounded pretty sus, but it's okay because you know we're gonna keep it rolling. Our next subject is gonna be about 
upcoming drops. I am gonna talk about a project that is called Lizard Lab. It's helped created by a good friend of mine, non-fungible Momo, shout out Momo. It's a project that is gonna be kind of PFP based of a bunch of cool looking lizards. Uh, they have a really cool bot in their Discord that walks you through a series of puzzles where you can possibly win some stuff. Maybe ETH in the future, little POAP right now. So it's a really cool project. I suggest everyone check them out. I think Momo's gonna be uh, giving us a little appearance in a later episode, so I don't wanna give too much information to him because I know he likes to talk a lot. So, you know, I'll let him do the rest. The other project that I'm pretty excited about is called Space Apes. So there's less information known about this project because they don't even have a website. But all I have to let you know is that pre-sale, their price on OpenSea for their floor is 5.5 ETH right now. So that's about all I should tell you. So those are the two projects that I'm looking forward to uh, the most coming up. All right, and let me just preface this with, uh, I, I actually might change this, this segment name to not financial advice. This is not financial advice. We just think these projects are cool. And I saw uh, Elijah Wood uh, from Lord of the Rings tweet about this project, Ethereals. And by the time you're hearing this, they may have dropped, depending on how good I am at editing. Uh, October 7th, 3.21 Eastern Time. This is definitely an industry plant project. Like, super not organic, but the art's pretty sick. Some cool ghosts, and the theme is like a theme park. So I'm kind of excited to see how it goes down. Anyway, look out for Ethereals. Watch Lord of the Rings. That is not financial advice. All right, next up, we're coming at you with the dirty, the bad, the ugly... They're the worst. Allow me to destroy your gallery. Oh. Bullshit. Bullshit. Derivative. That I love. I absolutely love. Oh, that's just the air conditioner. I mean, I think you should give us the name since you inspired it, but essentially this segment is we are, as NFT collectors, look at a bunch of NFTs in OpenSea, and, you know, some of them are fucking kind of disgusting looking, to be to be quite frank. Like, I don't want it even to be looking at my uh, my vision. So, what was the name you came up with? What, what inspired this segment? <laughs> I totally forgot about this, and I'm glad you mentioned it. This is the Ugly Drops of the Week, and it's inspired by Polymorphs. If you don't know Polymorphs, go buy one. They're hideous, and I want to bring them back because they're the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, and this is not to say, you know, shout out to those teams for doing what they do. No, absolutely no props. <laughs> Fuck you. So first up for my pick, I'm going to go with uh, Pixel Giraffes. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these, but you should check them out. They're pretty fucking gross. And the worst part for me, and I don't even have OCD, but I know some of you guys do. The people at OCD, they're named Pixel Giraffes, but they're not a pixelated PFP. So, like, that, first of all, is... Wait, what? Yeah, they're not a pixelated PFP. They're not. This, it literally makes no sense of why they're called Pixel Giraffes. I think they probably wanted to be pixels, but then pivoted. But they are now just a bunch of ugly-looking, like, this sloth, it... disgusting giraffes. But if you, please look at this. Please pause the podcast and look these up so you can understand why I'm so aggrieved by these. It looks like a really bad craft brewer went on Fiverr to make a label for his shitty beer. Yeah, that's a good... That's That, that was a very unique little uh, analogy, but I, I respect it. What do you got for us today? I have uh, a controversial one. It's Grills or Grills Gang with a Z. 
And my buddy kept hyping up this drop and sending links and updates on the project, and I thought he was fucking trolling me because these are just scary. There will wind up chattering teeth like those toys. I don't know why those toys ever needed to exist or what era they're from, but they're they're fucking weird teeth. To be to be fair, I think the teeth are kind of cool. I definitely bought some Girls Gang tickets. <laughs> I hope NFTs get regulated so that they can get rid of Girls Gang. That's all I have to say. <laughs> For our uh, next topic, I think we're going to dive into a little segment we like to call Paper Hands of the Week. Oh, this is a good one. This is fun. Today, uh, for this segment, we have a nice little a man who bought a Bears Deluxe. You know, my, my favorite product I was talking you about earlier. You were talking about wanting to I was, slop up that honey. I, okay. I was, t- I was a little extra with the honey, I must say. But yeah, so this guy's name is... Uh, Hamo, I believe. You can look him up on OpenSea, H-A-E-M-O. And he oh, bought that's Bear- real nice, DJ. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a bad guy. He bought his Deluxe Bear for .01, like all the rest of us through who minted. So props to him, honestly, because he sold that uh, same Bear's Deluxe three days later for .01. That is a 10 times come up. Like, we got to give it to him. He came up 10 that's times. That's not even that bad. He came up 10 times. Yeah, yeah in, in three days. But I want to tell you listeners this. A lot of people in this space, they only hold things for like two days, one day, three days, and they're flipping. This is the prime example of why you do not do that. Because guess what? Two weeks later, 14 days to this date, that Barry's Deluxe sold about three hours ago for 8.4 ETH. <laughs> no, it didn't. That same Barry's what Deluxe does it look like? that he sold... It was like a bear in a costume, and it had like a pipe. Oh. It was like a, a you could tell it was a rare bear, you know. Not I thought like, I thought you were gonna say like he just sold at point one, and then it sold at four. Oh no, 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 no. He he. I mean, he oh, got out man. with you know. I think bears at the time uh, that he sold were probably. Do you think like, that guy's richer than us? I mean, we could pull up his wallet. That'd he be probably, a little weird, but he probably he probably, probably is. is. But you know, it, it's okay because rich people make mistakes too. And he sold at probably when the floor was point oh three for point one because it was rare. And he was like, oh, this is a come up. And now man just lost out on so much probably want to buy pixel money. giraffes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Definitely bro. not grills game. Bro, if you bought a pixel giraffe after, after buying and selling that fucking Bears Lux, I'm going to come after you and I'm going to literally hijack the wallet. Because <laughs> you don't deserve to have it if you're going to make decisions like that. Send in your submissions. I love the out of context open sea like screenshots. You can send them to me uh, at OX Frank White if you see any particularly good ones, and we'll throw them on our show. We love the audience submissions. You know, if you guys have a rant, also by the way, that you guys want to send us. Oh you know, yeah, we could do a call in. We'll do a call in, or we'll, we'll play you on air. We don't, we don't really care. First guest interview. We couldn't think of a name for it. Uh, I want to call it the 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 junkie hole or the, or the J hole, if you will. That sounds kind of gross, but I mean. I mean, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work. <laughs> the, the first guest stepping into the J-hole is Jason from BitLetro. Uh, it should be great. He's a great guy. He's the community manager over for Dreamers. They've got a new drop coming up. And they had, it's just really cool to talk to people who kind of make art that's got a lot of different facets to it, like music and very auto visual based i don't yeah. know if you guys have heard of their first project dream loops if you haven't check yeah. them out they're actually very cool uh but we'll learn a little bit more about them in a minute when we'll be back so yeah, it's gonna be a blast hang tight hey welcome back to j 
JPEG Junkies. Uh, we're here with Jason from Bitlectro, and we're going to learn a little more about what he has cooking up. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on. This is exciting. I, uh, Man, time flies. I feel like, you know, since our first collection in June, and yeah. then now us getting into October, I feel like I've aged... 10 years and i Un feel like ungodly amounts yeah <laughs> oh man there's there was a ch uh, posting in our internal chat this morning and it was jason's doing a bunch of interviews today and sorry for the gray hairs in advance you know and it's it's the same <laughs> sort of game but um yeah man i'm just excited to be here today and kind of chat about you know the the past of Electro labs how we all started our first collection the dream loops and then yeah. the new one the dreamers which um we're really stoked about as well so That's yeah awesome. it's, it's funny you were DMing me and uh, I said, Dream Loops. I know Dream Loops. I feel it felt like forever ago. I went on a deep dive into Dream Loops. I thought it was so cool. And it feels like it was like last year, but it, it was, it was what, like four months ago? Six months yeah, ago? it was like June. I think it was 14th was our launch date or something like that. So, you know, we started the company back in March, which in, or like February, March, back in NFT time, that is. That is so long ago. I mean, even just personally, my life's changed so much since then. So it's like, yeah, yeah it feels like it's been years in the space already. I've been a collector of NFTs since about 2018. So I've, I've oh, remember wow. when yeah, the you got space early. was okay. quiet. Yeah, I, yeah. I bought, I bought my CryptoPunk at 32 bucks at the time, and uh, oh my god, we'll, we'll, we'll go into it. This is there's some crazy stories oh with it, god. but through all that, it's like. Um, yeah, the space is moving at light speed, and it, we're just really excited to kind of be on that uh, on that rocket ship with everyone, you know? That's awesome. Uh, before we move into that, I mean, I feel like usually in the crypto space, we're like so um, into our own metaverses and so digital, we kind of forget that, you know, people are people <laughs> and that teams, you know, the, the people are actual people who have like daily lives, you know, they wake up just like us. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, whether, you know, you want to get into the NFT or crypto part of it or just like anything that you want to share. Yeah, man. So I uh, I come from live entertainment. So professionally, I'm a magician by day. Oh, wow. That's strange. Awesome. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I came from live entertainment and I've kind of been in that space since I was really, really young. Like I was touring with the show back when I was, you know, a teenager. Right. So mm -hmm. through all that, basically, when I graduated high school, I, I wanted to go to university as I was told that's what you should do and take business yeah. courses and become an entrepreneur or something like that. And through all that, I realized I really don't like college at all. And I remember like <laughs> that that was kind of my introduction to crypto too was like seeing the back in like 2017 when even crypto was still a little bit more of like the wild west, but especially NFTs were was when I was getting onboarded into learning about crypto is I would just skip university classes and like sit in the foyer and like yeah. lie to friends and, and my family and things like that and say I'm in class because they could like they knew I was at the university. Yeah, but I would yeah, just yeah. sit there and like have my ledger out, like learn about all these different projects. So through that, I discovered things like punks and like crypto kitties and data collectibles and a bunch of different projects that um, I thought were kind of novel at the time. And then fast forward to, you know, right before when COVID hit was um, I met up through magic with our co-founder Gabe because he's a, a hobbyist magician. So we met up in Las Vegas when I was down there doing some work mm, and just awesome. through conversations at a bar, I realized that he's had past work in crypto. I expressed that because huh. I had a couple ideas of doing like a music NFT back way when and then had some agents and kind of people in the space say no. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, like I'll take a step back, just working with a couple of recording studios and stuff being like, man, like for licensing, like this is, this is the token. And then 
when COVID hit, we reopened up conversations being like with all of us as friends who we were all playing like Rocket League before together and stuff being like, yo, if we were to make an NFT, what would it look like? And that's where we got together with, you know, Gabe is, is childhood friends with Keel, who's our other co-founder, Keel Corcoran of Starfucker. And that basically started the conversations being like, oh, Keel, you make dope pixel art and you have all these amazing tracks that you wrote on tour when you were with the band. Yeah. Can we make this into a chip tune? Like the whole kind of it encompassed around like me selling my punk was like a discussing point you know, with the team to like start this company, there were so many little pieces that made hmm. this seem like cosmic, I guess. And that's yeah, what, yeah. um, so it was really rewarding when the, when the first collection sold out so fast, cause it kind of, um, it taught me that like the, my punk and me being like sad that I sold it when I did. Cause to me, that yeah. was the moon at the time. And now seeing the price evaluations, I'm like, like it's still, <laughs> it's like a heartbreak. Right. But through that, I'm yeah. like, damn we create something that's bigger than like one individual person or one punk for instance you know yeah i mean i wish i was friends with you in college because i would have (laughs) been right there with the legend with you because i was drinking natty lights and going to parties and that has not helped me at all in this space so let me tell you (laughs) i mean i was still doing that kind of stuff too though right like i was still on like i was touring a lot and all that kind of thing this was just like the the 10 a.m. me pretending to be a, a smart kid, you know, and like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I also back then because I was doing pretty well with magic and like agents and things like that were kind of mm-hmm. catching their eye on me. Like my ego was pretty big back then. So like yeah, yeah. I would I would just throw work to like my agents at the time to do like, go like you book that I'm doing I'm doing crypto stuff. So it was wow, it, nice. all, it somehow all just worked, you know, that's awesome, man. Hey, I bought a magic book at the bookstore the other day for no reason. I don't know what drew me to it, but now I'm thinking it was because of this. Hey, listen, man, it's destined. That's funny. That's funny. I feel the same. My my, my library is pretty big when it comes to magic books still, you know. So it's interesting to me you talking about like your experience in college in crypto because I've been following crypto and, you know, kind of similar patterns since – 2016 or 2017, but, you know, not really serious about it for the past, you know, two years maybe. But what's interesting is how different our experiences were. I kind of, I was really into ETH and like, I got it right away that like, you know, it's this global immutable ledger and, you know, that was the one I kept up with the most, but I never, I I don't know. I never bought a wallet. I, I did only Coinbase custody um, I don't know if I could name many D apps that were built on it back in like 2017. Yeah. Um, and then just thinking forward, even when I got plugged in on like Twitter, um, like I don't, I, I can't think of maybe the first NFT I heard of was CryptoPunks like in like 2018, but it's right. interesting that you got there on your journey sooner. And I wonder what led to that. I don't know, man. I think it was just like being a weird, curious mind. Like I kind of yeah. thought like, I like, look, I'm surrounded around like, sports cards and like i mean there's Fortnite cards next to me and rare playing <laughs> cards like it's yeah. it, it comes from like a weird collecting background where mm-hmm. i think when i so there's two things I, it was when discord first also started kind of getting recognized so yeah. i think for me wanting to like watch the community of crypto punks from afar and like i never really participated in the community to be honest but i just kind of was always a member of that discord so i felt like at the time that i had to join and buy one to like become one you know what i mean like which is what the game is still but even back then it felt more because it felt so wild westy right so through all that i think it's like 
I um I had some friends in the space who are a lot older than me who got into Bitcoin and, and ETH back when it was like, you know, cheap, 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 cheap. So yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. I was always priced out of Bitcoin even back in 2017, way more now. But through that, I think it's just um, ETH was like one that I could I could buy a whole one of. And I found that really interesting back then, yeah. um, especially just being like it's a poor the, uh, it was like the unit of accounting or unit size some size bias there's some phenomenon that exp- it's like yeah. why people buy ripple and dogecoin and yeah shit. it's like you exactly. don't you don't want to just be part of the whole you want to like own the whole thing yeah. it's it's all the human psyche exactly kind of deal. Yeah. yeah and i definitely like bought into that at the time and like i still do like i i move like not dollar amounts into my like cold wallet i'll move like yeah. <laughs> uh, like a, a percent like a 20 like 0.25 or i'll move like yeah, a half because yeah. i want that number like my ocd or something wants that number to oh, look yeah. nice the whole time yeah, yeah. right <laughs> so like we're trapped yeah. in the casino for sure yeah it's, it's <laughs> for, all you know what I mean? yeah exactly so through that yeah man i think my experience just was i got really lucky like i had you know a good kind of crypto mentor for a couple of weeks at the time who kind of really walked me through the space and then i just oh. kind of had fun and i bought you know, even back then, 0.005 was like what I spent on like a um, like a Dada collectibles, which now during their creeps and weirdo sale that's on right now, it's like 0.4 for the same one or something. Yeah, yeah. So like, mm. you can just see that upward trajectory where it's like I don't want to so, sell it though, you know. Yeah, I totally get that. But so I'm interested then. Um, how much time? Like, do you spend much time doing like trading and stuff? Because your day job you know yeah it's gotta be gotta be hard to (laughs) um i will tell your boss okay here's the thing so i'm an avid collector in in the nft space like i'm Mm -hmm. i i buy and hold now because to be honest the one regret that i've ever had is selling my punk so i don't want to experience that like the high and the low again right so I, i miss the mark on a lot of projects too in the sense of like my risk appetite is a lot lower than um for instance, I'll just be honest, like Gabe, like our, our co-founder of the company, like yeah. he's he's a board ape collector, like got in got in at a good time. He got in at a point that I felt like I was priced out, but he got yeah. in at a great time. So it's like yeah. um I think like after this launch I might dip my toes into some kind of larger projects, but I really like certain ones, especially if they have like a social token aspect. Like I love yeah. Adam yeah. Bomb Squad. You know, I think yeah, that yeah, Adam Bomb Squad's gonna be really cool. I just remember wearing like I'm wearing my board ape shirt right now. I remember yeah the hundreds back when I was in middle school and like feeling cool by that. So I think the social token aspect of that's going to be really interesting. Same with like, I also just buy weird things on like known origin that I think would be cool to hang up on a wall. Like I wanted, I remember when I bought the punk, I just wanted to print off like the transaction ID and put it like behind it. Like if I was going to frame it. So I think like as a tech side, I find that really interesting. And then, yeah, like I buy some weird things. Like I've been buying, else have i bought oh like i like the royal like the society of players i think it's cool because it relates to magic like i think it's also social token wise like maybe poker games or something would be fun and that's the same thing that we're trying to create right now with kind of this dreamlands universe that we're starting to build where we want people to kind of come together and that's why it's all going to come together hopefully with this um this kind of jet like randomized but provably fair on the rails 90 style video game which is kind of what our promise is if this thing sells out we're gonna we're gonna build a video game and kind of keep that community aspect going strong and it all feels like community especially in our crypto voxels parties as well when we run those every month like it's it's 1200 friends basically dancing to five djs on a twitch stream and it's like it's sick right it's 
It's exactly when's, what. When's the next one gonna be? It's gonna be on the fifteenth, actually. So it's gonna be okay. right before. And I'll I'll tease it right now. But right now we have Pixel Lord penciled in to do a set. So he's like from oh, okay. Russia. So it's like Russian Russian rave music. So sick. Russians I'm, go hard with their music. Oh like, man, it's 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 amazing. <laughs> I, I was on a call with him a couple uh, days ago. It was like yeah. early morning because of the time difference with him being in Russia. And he was telling me some stories about like, have you ever heard of that like secret club in Germany that like it's like yeah, Berheim or whatever? About. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was telling me about. It. He's like, yeah, I've played it before, and I was like, oh my god. And I'm like, tell me what you can. He's like, it's crazy. <laughs> he's like, they give you like they put stickers on your phone cameras, and he's like, the like what? the crowds are weird and different. Like it wouldn't be who you expect, and there's like different yeah. rooms, and I'm like, like. Oh my god! Like I just want to hear it all. So I'm so stoked to have him on board. There's a few other DJs that are new um, to our kind of lineup. We have, mm-hmm. you know, like Gabe always does a mix, which is really funny. DJs out in Vegas a bunch. I'd love to see Keel do another set. When we released um, the Dream Loops, he did a set that had like lots of stems coming from Starfucker. So it was kind of okay. like a mix between Starfucker tracks getting like blended in with some Dream Loop tracks. It was yeah. so sick. Um, we're in conversation with Rich Wagner to do like a really cool mix set as well, which would be really fun. So, yeah, man, you guys the, just the, get lit over there. That's, that's, I'm, I'm we coming try, on the man. 15. I'm coming. Yo, absolutely, I'm coming. dude. Like, <laughs> we, we got a we got a really nice new space with um we we partnered with Lad City, so we have a really big parcel, which is you know fun. It's like twice as yeah. big as our last one, and it's always packed in there. And then um like I remember the first night, I did the first launch of Dream Loops on a Chromebook, which is like stupid oh, wow. to think right like i just like i remember the like, my it shouldn't have happened right like i need because I, I work like i remember when gary v was like you can do everything on mobile and i was like gary i believe you and then i've learned sort of like kind of yeah, so kind of like, hard my, I, it's so hard like i do a lot on my phone but i'm on a good machine now but i remember like we all bought crypto voxels wearables for the launch party so i bought like mm-hmm. a glass of like champagne for my for my character and I like try to go into this space and it's all animated. There's DJs, there's lights and everything's it's all animated. And my computer was like, it ain't happening today. So I stood at like the bottom floor in the corner by myself, like holding my glass and just like, let, let the show do its thing. And yeah. I just couldn't move at all. That was it, man. So now it's fun to actually be a part of it. And like, you know, properly dance in the, in the metaverse and yeah, kind of yeah, hang yeah. out, you know? So That's it's awesome. fun, man. Uh, we we touched on dream loops. Um, so before we we get into dreamers, can you just give uh, you know the listeners kind of an overview of uh, the project? They've never heard of it before. Yeah, so Dream Loops yeah. was our, our Genesis project. So it was 10,000 uh, unique audiovisual NFTs. So it was in the style of like 8-bit art mixing with kind of chiptune sounds. So mm-hmm. it looked – it wasn't a PFP project. Uh, it's more like a bespoke art collection that has it's animated with background elements so it's got like this rolling trippy feel to it with you know fun elements like bowls of tomatoes people really vibe with and fun statues and (laughs) diamonds and you know animated like for like if it has an animated foreground image of like the eth logo like spinning that one's super rare so we made it this this kind of strange art collection and then um what was fun about it was they all came wrapped with a big question mark and you got, we built a 3d unwrapping environment, like a virtual desk. Oh, wow. You would sit there. Exactly. Yeah. And you'd sit there and unwrap them. And one in five of those dream loops were redeemable for cassette or vinyl. So Keel's right now essentially producing an album with a bunch of features and, and his friends from music in the polyvinyl label, excuse me. And through that, 
Yeah, we're going to release essentially an album for those people who stake the token that's redeemable. So one in five, if it says redeemable, you stake it in your wallet for 182 and a half days. So six months. And yeah, after that, you a get a long time, yeah. long time in NFT world, but <laughs> we want to reward them. Right. And we think that the, the record's going to look like a tangible piece of art that you can listen to hang on your wall and like, or like put the cassette on your mantle. Like we're really providing an exclusive album essentially and um we're stoked about it man like we did a really fun merch drop with the community as well and then um that went really well i've got t-shirts all hung up drying right now from that drop which was fun but and then um through all that yeah we just wanted to create something kind of like the the next step for bitlectro which we think that uh the dreamers is so it's kind of taking our favorite parts of the dream loops collection and then our favorite parts of a bunch of other collections and what teams are doing kind of bringing that all together into our own little spin and putting a the electro taste to it and uh yeah. we think we're we think we're we're kind of in line to do that and we're really stoked on what we've created did you guys know you kind of wanted to do an avatar-esque base project um after launch or was it like kind of a part of the whole plan it was weaved in you know you'd make the audio visual and then you'd use that audio visual like with the avatars to make a game or was it kind of just you know out of nowhere i I think we like always wanted to do a pfp project Mm -hmm. but we just were it's like a big undertaking we know that the space is really saturated so we knew if we wanted to do it we want to do it in our own kind of unique way and we wanted it to be to look dope to be honest like we really wanted to create something that that looked nice so it took it took a lot of time to be honest and we wanted to bring in you know other pieces of nostalgia from all of us growing up so we want to bring in sci-fi references and you know old movies and old characters and you know different vibes right and through all that it just takes time so it just made i think it makes sense as well we're aware that the market loves pfp projects right now right so we want to give not only the people what they want but we also when we're having discussions on what we wanted to build and a video game came up that was like a fighting style video game like a pvp one it has to be a character right like it it can't just be a bowl of tomatoes fighting or something like maybe the character can throw a bowl of tomatoes like that'd be sick but we knew that if we wanted to, to do a video game especially ones with characters and if we wanted to build a virtual like world and like you know lore with this with this project we yeah. needed some characters involved so uh that's kind of why it was it was the mix between we knew we wanted to do it plus it kind of made sense plus if we wanted to do everything else that we're planning on doing we needed some characters involved and why not do fifteen thousand of them basically so so What's that process look like? Because my sister's an artist and, you know, I've talked to her about, you know, ways that maybe she could make like one of these PFP generated projects. But I imagine it's you guys sitting at a whiteboard and being like, I want an alien. I want a blue guy. I want a monkey. And then you go talk to an artist and kind of that vision happens. Do you make like a mood board of different retro things that you can fit in? It's a mix of a couple of things. So Keel, who's our co-founder, and he produces all the music. He's also our artist. Like he's like our in-house artist. Oh so no way! Mr. Cool. Renaissance man over here. It, it, oh that's what I'm gosh. telling you, man. <laughs> it's crazy. So we're t- we're a small team. We're only six people right now. Oh wow, um, six. Wow. And that's like and that's stretching. So that's from co-founders to community manager, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the whole span. And um, through that, it's it's neat because with us being a small team, when we're on a call and just kind of shooting ideas back and forth, you can have like a unanimous decision on something being cool and what is exciting people because it's such a small team. So if it excites us, we're in, right? Yeah. And uh, when we start developing that that 
you know, we wanted to do a PFP project, we go to Keel and we're like, he already has all these scripts to kind of make something generative. That's the quote unquote secret sauce of our projects, right? Is okay. that's what all the teams want is they want, how can you, how can it run? What do you need to do? And I don't know the answer to that. Cause I'm not, I'm not developing the art, but it's like, yeah. how can you line up these elements? So they look correct hmm. and make that generative. But yeah, man, we got like a Slack line, like an internal team one, and it just says like avatar requests, and the thing was lined up with requests. <laughs> I yeah. regrettably didn't put that many. I asked for a magician, and that was about it. Did but you get your magician though? At least you had to get your magician. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet on it, but there's there's uh, one that may that there's one that may okay. look like a magician throughout okay, it, you know. Okay. So <laughs> what's fun too is is people are starting to notice we for Dream Loops we developed some team tokens. So okay. there were like some of they were up in the rarity, but they're they're kind of homages to members of the team so if you look yeah. like keel has one with like his cat and like gabe uh he's a you know an avid cyclist he has like a bike wheel that's that's animated and that uh if people remember when we were doing the dream loops drop my discord avatar was like a gem and then a playing card spinning so okay. mine is still not been revealed yet so it's not showing oh. up on rarity tools or something but people are starting to notice you know team tokens getting unwrapped which is cool so it might i'm not saying oh cool with dreamers things um like to be honest I, I asked i was like can i some somehow get a magician like i don't like can i chase a magician like is there yeah, gonna be yeah. enough magicians that i could i could find one on secondary and uh -huh. i was as a team we were like no promises and i was like damn like i actually know <laughs> that i'm gonna have to like chase it myself yeah. so that's through cool, that, though. that's awesome it's really cool man and i um yeah, so it's exciting. And and I remember looking at the board and like I'm the youngest guy on the team by, you know, quite a few years. And I think mm -hmm. that uh, through that, you can see like some requests that are like before my time, like even things like Tron. Like remember the movie Tron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rem I remember the remake of the movie Tron. Like I don't remember the OG one, oh, right? No, I'm never. <laughs> well, I'm never right, that's I'm, what I mean. No, yeah, I'm a '90s kid. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I feel like we're all in like similar age, but like yeah. when you get guys who are in their 30s, kind of requesting some of these things, like I don't, I don't know. Like NES was before my time. I'm more of like a GameCube kid, so my requests would be different. So I think it's cool to see, uh, like Gabe, Brett's jaw. Everyone's like, um what they requested actually in the collection, which is really cool for them to see truly their, their childhood nostalgia kind of come back. Right. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some dreamers right now and they look amazing. Um, and I really like the, the projects that are gifts, but I just wonder what your thoughts are on um, how PFP able are those? Do you, do you try to give buyers like the, just the flat, picture asset so that they'll throw it up on their twitter because people don't know how to put gifts on twitter how yeah. does that work yeah so we hmm, this is a good question because we it, i did it naturally the whole art is the gif right and so you're by showing just the the non-moving version you're kind of selling it short but also like you want people to use the still version so it's tough totally so for like for me since i like i don't have discord nitro to be honest anymore like I, it just it just it just turned off can someone give like, him divstro nice hey listen <laughs> shout nitro. it out jason verner's on you can find me you know what i mean but um <laughs> mine just mine just ended and i was like shit so i couldn't use um an animated gif anymore for for my pfp yeah. on there and i was like okay so and then what i did is just use like an online like dot mp or dot gif to jpeg and like stripped yeah, yeah. it out and chose one i yeah. get that people like don't know how to do that though so what 
we've had discussions about is creating essentially a tool that will do that and kind of spit out oh, wow. no, a still awesome. image of it. Yeah. So I would love to see that for the community because, yeah, I get it. Like, I have too many GIFs on – even in, like, iPhones, sometimes they sort GIFs differently than other photos yeah, just in gallery is. view. It yeah. bugs me a little bit, you know? Like, I, it's I, hard I have to, to do an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of want um, – I would love to see that tool kind of come out and it's been, it's been in our requests, you know, when it comes to development time and things like that, we're building it, so it's, many things. It's, it's in there somewhere. It's also one of you know? those things that like, you know, think places like Twitter need to just make it like a feature that's baked in. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a really popular media type. Um, yeah. But regardless yeah. of NFT, just gifts in general, people like to use them. And so totally. Uh, What's your guys' thoughts on, on Twitter now doing the NFT verification? see that how they're teasing that yeah yeah Sick, hey? uh, i hope i hope they're gonna do it i mean yeah, i hope they me don't too. tease it and then because i know you know i know twitter um mr twitter ceo bitcoin maxi uh <laughs> I, I was gonna say the same thing um yeah. he, he's really redeemed himself or someone has helped him because he was mr we're gonna build it all on lightning and i was right. just like what the fuck man like you know, people who use Twitter for NFTs and shit would pay so much money for this feature. Oh, like, easily, yeah. yeah. Easily just monetize it. Like, we'll pay you money to do it. And he was like, nah, we, we want to build it on Lightning. And so someone's had a change of heart. So that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah, we've, like, we've, we've had a market too. So that's awesome. Ex exactly, right? And it's like, we've had a couple um, spots on on different shows where Twitter's been one of the guests as well, where they were doing mm -hmm. that, uh, whatever the collection was called, the 140 collection or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was fucking and nuts. Listened. I feel like a bunch of people just missed that. <laughs> it's, yeah. And you know what's crazy though too is the floor price on those. Like when, because yeah. it's, like I get it. Like I do. And the same ones with, and the same with the Reddit yeah. ones. Like I get why. But I remember when those dropped, it's like the floor price was like seven or seven maybe when it first yeah. came out three or seven and i was like that's like because they were saying we're going to change 140 yeah. lives or something and i was like okay and then you see like seven and i was like in the arts cool but like is it like i mean this is, this yeah. is kind of a holder like i don't know yeah, yeah, like yeah, is there yeah, utility yeah. is it just art like i'm like i don't know and, and did they just drop them to total like just it was a bizarre grab bag they did like yeah it was like tweet why why you should get it uh, and i was like okay and like oh, okay it's tough, like lame. in yeah. the sense of like my personal, like I'm, I'm not active on Twitter at all, which is actually in a weird way why, which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, so I'm active on the Bitlectra one, but I'm not active right. on my personal one at all. Yeah, and yeah. it came from, I think that's in a weird way why I also sold my punk is because I had it as my profile picture. And I realized I'm like I only have a hundred followers on something. I never, I never really use Twitter. I use it for news mostly. Like yeah. I just read news on it, and then I was like. Like, I'm okay with it. And I didn't personally even identify very well with the punk, which was like, I didn't choose one I really liked. I even picked it. Wasn't a magician. Yeah. No, no. But, it, and nor was it like, I wanted a hoodie or give me something fun yeah. back then, right? Yeah, but even yeah, a hoodie yeah. back then at $500, I was like, priced out, like, no way, right? Oh, no. So, for sure. yeah. back, back then, right? Like, I was like, man, 500, like, no way. But now I'm like, damn, I would love to, I kind of want to reopen up twitter and, and have more conversations and i'm realizing now too that there is some crossover between me and like the community around me as a magician and coming out to shows and the ones about just nfts like i have people who come out to shows listening to podcasts about nfts now that i'm right, on yeah. just to like see what i'm up to so i it, it 
I think it's okay. And I used to be worried about kind of combining those lines, but now now I'm okay with it. The crossover is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. You mentioned utility. So let's get down to the hard hitting <laughs> question of, uh, you know, what is the utility for, for dreamers? Why should, you know, why should people hold it? What's the value? There's a lot, man. I think it's exciting. It's the same thing with the dream loops. So we understand uh, with dream loops, staking period, if you got a redeemable, it's a long time. You know, it's uh-huh. years in, in crypto world. It's it's six yeah. months in real time. Um, so first, I'll kind of just say what the dream loops will do. So the dream loops in the battle arena that we're going to be building contingent on a sellout is going to be um, essentially power ups for in the game. So we are going to oh, keep okay. utility with dream loops, right? So we're going to not forget about that project at all. We're going to yeah. keep bringing value to people with that. But with dreamers, this is exciting. So, so I'll, I'll go over the sale right now. Three steps, right? So there's going to be a, a, an airdrop for dream loops holders. So if you own two dream loops and you're going to get one dreamer. So the snapshot window is between October 8th and October 14th, right? So okay. you're going to have to hold your dream loops between that time. It's a, it's a moving target. So we're not saying when the actual snapshot happens, right. but it's within that. So that's kind of, I guess, a utility aspect coming from dream loops if you're a part of that. As well, there's going to be a whitelisting presale, which is on our Discord right now. So go check that out. Request why you should be whitelisted. So there's going to be a presale process that we want to help alleviate some kind of gas wars. Yeah. Following that, there's going to be a public sale right now on the 16th at 4 p.m. PST. So that's kind of our roadmap. But for utility, here's what we're thinking is we want to airdrop everyone a voxelized version of their dreamer to bring into Sandbox. We, we worked with Sandbox to get a nice three by three parcel through their partnership program. We're right next mm-hmm. to Cyber Kongs. I think oh, it's that's, sick. Okay, and that's I, awesome. I think it would be dope to have like all the dreamers like and then all the Cyber Kong like yeah, yeah. avatars like hanging out. Like I think it's fun. So we want to provide that as an airdrop kind of promise over the next. So the voxelized version will be a standalone NFT with like that unlockable content part in OpenSea, or how does it work? So I okay. So this is the thing. I think it's through Polygon, um, if I'm right, and it's going to be just a. I don't know if unlockable is the right word because and and real quick just for everyone who might not know can you tell us what polygon is yeah so polygon's just layer two ethereum essentially um it helps alleviate the gas fees so most of the games things like zed run things like avogachi's things like the battle arena that we're building will take place on polygon matic which is um i'm a big fan of it i understand I forgot that it totally changed, and we can't call it Matic anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, but some people still call it Matic. It's ch- I get yeah. it though. Um, but it's it's basically it's like baby Ethereum. It's um it, it's yeah. the most similar kind of layer two to ETH, and and they're it's kind fast. of explicitly like we're working with yeah. ETH as a side chain. Yeah, and it's fast. Yeah. It's lean. Like um, yeah, I like it. I like how it's also you know more. So you're gonna airdrop the voxelized NFT there, and then people can go use that voxel in that uh in sandbox the, the plot in sandbox yeah, okay. yeah i believe cool. it's going to be an air it's going to be an airdrop through polygon i could be wrong on that this is again it's kind of moving targets across sure. the board yeah, yeah, yeah. even i mean originally but you're looking dream- to do an airdrop where the person who buys isn't going to pay gas i mean hopefully and i mean even if we do decide like this is the whole thing too is when we were going to release dreamers we were going to do the whole drop on polygon and then when we kind of had the community reach out and being like ah don't think that's a good idea we were like they're like you should do on mainnet we're like you're gonna have to deal with gas and they were like that's yeah. fine so we understand we're gonna listen to the community too and if sandbox you know airdrops make sense on mainnet and people see the value of them in mainnet and they're okay with paying the gas through a claim link we'll make it happen like it's just mm-hmm. we're taking feedback I like the that's interesting i hadn't thought it. about that having the main asset on mainnet and then having kind of these like tertiary like 
things you might use for different use cases dropped on Polygon because it's cheaper. That's exactly. Interesting. Yeah, and then cool. so, so for the game that we're trying to build as well, so here's another part of the utility is this Dreamlands game. You're going to be able right. to use your avatar in the game is there's going to be a migration from mainnet into Polygon, right? So we're still mm-hmm. working on how that's going to go, but you know, it's all, it's going to be fully optional as well, because we understand that there's some people who are like, I'm really wary on the fact that there's going to be a polygon aspect. And I'm like, we can't build a game on mainnet. It's going to be way too expensive, right? Like, so we want to take our favorite parts of different projects. We want to take, you know, the randomized kind of waging element on something like Zed Run. And then we want to take our DeFi elements from something like Avogachi's, things that we collect naturally as well, and kind of bring them into this whole fighting style game. So basically, two players are going to bet a small amount of like a native token, something quote unquote like dream token or something. And then um, they go through an automated battle, which you can watch. It's all going to happen on rails, basically. They'll fight Mm. and then the winner gets that stake. And um, things like dream loops are going to act as a power up or like more health or something. And then there'll be a sliding scale on the payout kind of ratio. If someone's more powerful, the payout will be different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's, oh, that's an interesting aspect, actually. That I'm, yeah, well, that, this is the that thing, most man. games should implement because, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my horses suck, to be honest. Like, my, my horse yeah, is never yeah. going to win, and that's the problem, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we want to make sure that's still fun for everyone. And um, we think that that's a really good utility case. Like, I think that, you know, contingent on a sellout kind of promising this game. And we're not building a triple A game that's going to take years and years and years you know we're looking at getting this out next year you know at least Mm a a p1 of it like uh yeah and through that it's it's just exciting man i think that like i said this project's going to take on a life of its own and kind of be bigger than than me individually or a team of six of us or you know how many more people we add to the team It, it it kind of becomes this this larger thing especially with the world another small piece of utility is we're going to allow um people to add edit the flavor text on their dreamers so they can kind of identify more with it. So because it's randomized with the music that you get and the dreamer itself, yeah. you can kind of put a storyline to why that music is with that dreamer. You can put a storyline just to that dreamer naturally. So if I get one that is anything like a top hat, you know I'm going to call it a magician. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know I'm editing that text. So, so you're editing that in the game or is that no, the metadata? So that'll, that'll, be, that'll be on the metadata, yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's cool. I, I think projects don't do that enough, allow you to kind of put your own like custom like – like mark on an nft because totally these nfts are gonna be around forever and they're gonna be passed down to people and it's cool to see you know someone what they carved in the tree 100 years ago totally well that's why like i i like buying horses that are unnamed because i like naming them something fun like i there's You gotta admit, some of these horse names, I don't buy them because I like I Literally, saw one of the horse called, name sucks. Like, like, like Magnum Gold. Like I was like, I'm not spending three hundred dollars <laughs> on a horse called Magnum. Magnum like, I'm not Gold. doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, just yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even if it was a good horse, like I'm not doing it. But I love the fact I can make one, whatever I feel. Uh, and also, you know, to be honest, I'm not a great writer, but I know people in the community. We, we, I've seen the work on, on our Discord. People are really good storytellers, you know? Yeah, yeah. And to being able to add their kind of twist to the community and to the, the kind of Dreamlands world that we're building is just so exciting. Because, yeah, if you try to get me to write lore, man, I take an, I take hours to write an email. So it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. exciting. Well, and and I, I can't think of a good example where of an NFT, and maybe I'm wrong, where the team has a hundred percent laid out the lore and it's kind of felt organic. You know, I think it's cool that you guys are having the community do a big part of that. Yeah. And like, we're just being honest. Like it's, it's the fact is, you know, we were, I'll be honest, we were just confident on doing the full drop on 
Polygon initially. We were like, great, this one's going to be on Polygon. Like, exciting, like a yeah. different challenge for our devs, like fun, mm. different network. Like, we all like Polygon. This is great. We, we all own Polygon. This is exciting. Yeah, and then when right. we got the pushback, we were like, oh, we need to listen to people, you know? And it's the same thing with oh, yeah. when yeah. we learned that the Creative Commons licensing, that's another piece of utility, the Creative Commons licensing uh, that comes with each piece of music on the NFT. So it means that people can use it for whatever they want. They can use it for their Twitch stream, their intros, in, in real life, in the metaverse, whatever. They, they're free range to use well, whatever. how long does the music go on the dreamers it's 30 seconds looping um yeah. it's a different sound so it's basically uh the first the dream loops were put through a midi that was through a nes cartridge to give the chiptune okay. sound and then this one's through a sega genesis so it has like a different tone to it which is fun and they were implementing different uh tools i guess i could say that make the melodics and the pitch and the key line up a little bit more so the tracks might sound a little bit more elegant some of them were just yeah. in the last collection fun sounding which is cool but sometimes fun gets old this is like we want to create more elegant tracks you know and that's what we okay. think that this this generative process is so gonna am i going to be able to download like the rip whatever audio yeah. file and put it in fl studio and go at it Absolutely, and that's the same with, with what people are doing right now. Exactly. So people we're, are doing. We're gonna that have you back for a freestyle over all your dream loops. The one hey, we're there, go. man. We're there. And <laughs> what's so cool is like we've seen we've seen like Rich Wagner do like like live mixing sets over dream loop oh, stems. So, so he's cool, done like actually. violin and like mandolin over it, and it sounds so sick. So like that's we. But that's the thing is we did not know at the time that the Creative Commons licensing was going to be so important for the collectors. So I think that when we were listening to the community right out the gate being like, you need to lay out like what we can do with it. We were like, Oh, this is a big, big part of the collection for people. Yeah. So um, I get it. And like, I think it's cool. You know, when I'm back doing shows again, you bet I'm going to be using a dream loops track as like an extra track for someone who's on stage, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, I'm stoked about it. I just want to also say um, if you're not following Bitletric on Twitter, follow them. Um, they released like a teaser video of like a little trailer and like you guys gave a little, intro into what like the game battle aspect would look like and it gave me heavy like pixelated mortal Kombat like arcade mode but like with pokemon at the same time and it yeah. looked it looked sick like it really brought me back to like me playing like arcade games and like when i was like eight years old <laughs> yeah it's it's based off this like strange like 90s game that keel keel knows it's called like shining force or something like oh, okay. that um i don't know it, that one yeah, i don't know it either to be honest and i've always like screwed it up on interviews because it's just a game that i was never aware of as a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. but um it's like based off that like the kind of st like angle style i think of the game okay. but same i get like mad street fighter mortal Kombat yeah, yeah, vibes yeah, with yeah, it yeah and that's why i think it's cool is we're also gonna be throwing in like Element, like we were talking about earlier, like elements from the Dream Loops that people really vibe with. Like we know that Bulls, like the Bull Tomato Gang within the Dream yeah, Loops yeah. community is like vibrant as ever. So we think that to bring that into the Dreamers land and the like, maybe the Dreamers like floating a tomato, or like levitating yeah, yeah. it or something like so fun. So to awesome. throw a bowl of tomatoes during the game, like we'd love to implement something. A little, like that. a little uh, tag I, team lucky cat kind of action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just clicked for me what you're talking about. That that's actually an asset from like the loops is what you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah. I, I I totally remember it now. When you said it earlier, I thought it was just an example, just a bowl of right. tomatoes, and I was like, huh. 
no, no. Listen, bullet tomatoes. Even on the Discord, like you know how you can sort by like when you get like different roles on Discord, like yeah. it goes, it goes Electro Labs and then Bullet Tomatoes. Like it's not even like <laughs> yeah. vinyl holders and everything else is below. Like all these ones, like Lucky Cat's below. The fact is, Bullet Tomatoes is number two, and we don't know. Like I forget why we did it. I think we had to move Dad Judicator during one of our AMAs, which is fun. We're actually hosting an AMA tomorrow which is the fifth but this already this might be too late but you know yeah. we're doing more amas which is exciting but um on our last ama dad judicator came in one of our largest collectors and he goes i want to be in bullet tomatoes gang like i don't know what i'm doing wrong and we're like let me change that right now and then we all of a sudden bullet tomatoes just moved all the way up we're like we'll leave it there you know <laughs> that's so. amazing man so what's your role kind of and what's your day look like in discord because i'm like an avid discord hater um, yeah. But it's really yeah. important for these projects, and it's a real community thing. Yeah, as I open up Discord right now, um, my my role is, man, to be honest, I need to be on there more. Like that, this yeah. is why we brought on Davey, who's a community manager. Um, was my role now has turned into a lot more just conversations like this, which is what I personally love to do. But mm-hmm. I mean, my day on Discord is a mix between popping between different collections that i personally collect like i love avastars and i forgot that i had art mm. token to claim the other day so i like yeah, yeah. went in there and re-verified some stuff and made it work but on the bit lecture one it's just listening to the community and having conversation like that's what when people ask how do i start in nfts yeah. like to be honest just joining a discord like our discord is a great example yeah. just because the community is so supportive now and like people come in they're like what network is this on like how do i do it like what's the yeah. wallet and people are just walking others through it and it's so cool to see and then um yeah we host amas and we you know have different random community chats where we just hop in a in a voice room and listen to what people want like um there's a lot man and it's just yeah and then internally we used to use discord as like our work line but now like we're using like a slack line so i'm bouncing between telegram and discord and text and all the apps uh, (laughs) and they keep asking for more like like there's more work coming in they're like hey like do you use signal and i'm like i'll download it i guess you know let's survive team speak and have a team speak channel like (laughs) jesus that's what i mean so yeah man like I'm on Discord. I want to be on it more, to be honest. I think I will be, but it's just, I mean, I sit on Discord and you can just hear the notifications coming through. Bling, bling, bling. Like every day, so many messages and and we're stoked about them all. I mean, every new person who joins and is excited about the project, like I love when we have conversations like this and I see someone be like, oh, I've never heard of it. And then they come join the Discord and then they get stoked about it. Yeah, that's so rewarding, man. I know we're, we're coming short on time. Uh, two quick questions before we leave. Uh, one is, you know, do you have anything to say to, uh, you know, new people who are introduced to, you know, BitLectric today um, or anything for your community? Yeah, just like I said, come hang out in the Discord. I think that um, it's a great place to chat with the whole team. Like I said, we're a small team, so we're all in there. And you can, um, you know, if you have a question for either of us, any of us individually, that's a great place to do it. Um reach out on Twitter if you need as well. That's, that's me on there most of the time chatting with everyone. And then um, other than that, just feel free to fill out the whitelist form right now. We're excited to, to go through that and pick some people to get whitelisted for, for the project to help them alleviate the gas fees as much as we can. And that's on our discord. And other than that, we're just stoked about um, starting this world essentially. And for everyone who's messaged me like personally that I haven't gone back to over the past weeks, I'm sorry. I'll say that as well. <laughs> you know, uh, personal life has taken a bit of a back step right now, but um, 
yeah, man, we're in final sprint mode and we're just stoked to, uh, to be a part of this. And, and thanks again for having me on today. Of course. Uh, last one. It sounded mm-hmm. like a lot of the things, like I know we're in a similar age group, play a lot of similar games. Were you a big RuneCraft, uh, uh, RuneScape guy back in the day? Or Not or really, no? man. That's oh, funny, really? though. No, nah, I oh. wasn't, but I get it. Like, I get it. I, yeah, I had friends yeah, yeah. who were, were, I was a big WoW guy as a oh, kid. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, the WoW people which, never mess with the RuneScape. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I was a big WoW guy. What else did I play? I played, so when I was, like, really young, I played a lot of Sims, which was funny. And then um, that got into WoW. And then I played, like, I used to play, like, Call of Duty, like, a little competitively casually with like some friends like in middle uh-huh. school and high school and then yeah, 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 don't really yeah. play much I, I play like sports games now pretty much like um okay big 2k what, guy yeah a little bit more like fifa and i play like ufc oh, a lot nice. but um i've worked on film sets a lot like as okay. a magician a lot of them come over from europe a lot of the actors so they all play fifa so we just sit back and like you know i like psg so i just sit there and let it roll so yeah there sports games are kind of my world right now but i do i do like 2k too so okay if you're ever in dc doing a show uh let us know hey yeah we're we're gonna be back um you know early next year so yeah we'll have to get together we're just chatting about about the the baltimore mgm that's a great venue sick that'd be super cool man and then uh yeah yeah, i I stayed at a in dc last time i stayed at this hotel called hotel hive it's like a micro hotel right right downtown and um It was so sick, and it's like my main tote bag that I use every day. Oh, so now it's go. reminding me to get back out to DC. So it's a call. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and Jason, I have one more question for you. And yeah, yeah. This is the inaugural JPEG <laughs> podcast, so I can't say that I've asked everyone this yet, but I want to. And it is, if you're talking to my grandma, can you explain to me what your job is in 30 seconds? <laughs> um. Holy shit. Good question. 30 seconds. Man. Remember, okay. 30 seconds. <laughs> Let it roll. Okay. Uh, I I sell digital art on the internet uh, and help make artists' lives a little bit easier through digital art. And when they can't tour, that's what I would say. Oh, they got 11. You just killed that. You killed was- it. Thanks, man. Hey, listen, I'm sweating a little, but we made it. We made it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for coming out. Uh, I really appreciate it, Jason. Everyone, make sure to check out Bitletric. Um, not only their dream is drop, uh, but the OG as well, because both are going to have utility. We've, we've established that already. So, uh, just wanted to say thank you again, Jason. Appreciate it. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys. That was our interview with Jason from Bitletro. Jason, thank you. Shout out to the guys at Bitletro. We love Shout what you're out. Doing. Shout out. Let's go. Retro pixel art. Let's fucking go. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually so excited to like get in on. I, I literally, while we were talking, signed up for their whitelist that they were talking about. So I'm actually very excited. So, and Check them out. I like the music. I think the the retro chiptune shit is so tight. Also, their fucking voxel parties. It's timeless. Voxel parties with fucking Russian DJs. Like, I don't know. I said this before, but Russian DJs go so hard. Like, if you've never been to Russia, (laughs) make sure you hit up those underground clubs because they actually go crazy hard. You know, you want to know what I was thinking when he was talking about the Russian DJ? I don't know this guy. He's like a big deal DJ that's going to come DJ at their, like, virtual thing. And the whole time I was just singing that song, rah, rah, Rasputin, like the guy was just going to play that on repeat. Yeah, that's what I, think of I don't think that's how it goes, but I mean, I could be wrong. We'll find out on the 15th, I believe. So, And with that, we'll remind you to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at JPEG Junkies. At JPEG Junkies. That's JPG Junkies with yes. an I-E-S. At DJNFT101. Oh, uh, he's plugging himself. I'm going to plug me. O-X Frank White.
that's a, there's an app before that because it's a Twitter handle, but <laughs> we're working on his delivery. So thanks, guys, again. Really appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week. Deuces. One, two, three.